The worst part about it was that I was getting plenty of attention in the sex department. There was this one guy I saw every week to two weeks. Kyle and I weren't serious and had even discussed how the relationship wasn't heading toward anything seriously. He was essentially dinner and a movie and an orgasm. There was a second guy, Tim, a man who flew into town every six weeks or so on business. He always arrived on a Sunday night and he'd call me and let me know. Then he'd work Monday through Thursday at four or five companies he owned, and then I'd spend Thursday night to Sunday morning with him. Before Carl asked that rude question, just the day before, I'd had a pretty damned thunderous orgasm before I drove Tim to the airport to catch his flight back home. The point was that I wasn't some sexually frustrated woman who used to get it and didn't now. I was getting more than any of my friends, and I was getting it with no strings attached. I was feeling pretty damned good about things and pretty damned good about myself. There was no reason at all for me to suddenly get gaga about a rather rude come-on from rather rude guys. In fact, the correct response would have been a slap to Carl's face. I didn't do that, though, and I tried very hard to convince myself I didn't do it because I needed my car. That's why I was here. Carl was a mechanic, and he owned the shop a few blocks from my work. I'd had oil changes done there forever, and he'd always flirted with me a little, but this was the first time he'd overtly come on to me. His employee, Bobby, was the other person, the other man who made up the us in the phrase, give us a piece of ass. Carl wasn't just proposing for himself, but for his employee, too. The whole idea was that I would do that because otherwise, the cost to fix the head gasket on my car would be more than a thousand dollars. So I breathed out, okay, and that was crazy because I had plenty of money. My husband and I split our assets when we divorced and we split custody. He never gave me a cent of child support or alimony and I didn't need it. I had a great job, but I didn't even need it. My husband took his half of our assets and bought a house, a sports car, and a speedboat. I put most of my money in a stock account and bought a duplex. I lived in one half and rented the other. I still lived there, but now I owned 18 other rental properties. Twelve years after our divorce, my husband had an old sports car, a house that was upside down, and a speedboat with a broken motor. The point was that I wasn't some kind of horny teenager, and I wasn't in need of the financial break. In short, there was absolutely no reason in the world why I should have any reaction other than anger to the comment. Instead, I said I'd do it, and when I did, my nipples instantly grew so hard they hurt, and the feeling between my legs was powerful enough I thought I'd fall over. I might have if I wasn't saved by the bell. In this case, the bell was the taxi I'd called before the proposal had ever come up. I looked at Carl and said, Can you have it done by Saturday? He nodded, and I said, Well... I'll expect you two at my place at noon on Saturday, then. You can deliver my car, and we can settle up. I tried hard, but my voice broke a little bit with settle up.